The following KOPN podcast is made possible by the generous donations of listeners like you. Please consider a donation to listener-supported community radio, KOPN. You can donate securely on our website at kopn.org. Hi, welcome to Food Sleuth Radio, where we help you think beyond your plate. I'm Melinda Hemmelgarn, a registered dietitian and investigative nutritionist on a mission to connect the dots between food health and agriculture, and find food truth. And today my guest is Julie Negrin, who is both a nutritionist and a cooking instructor, and she's also the author of a terrific new book for children. Julie, welcome. Hi. Julie, you are based in Seattle, but you're doing work in New York right now, and I want to know what led you to write a children's book on cooking. Yeah, well, after getting my degree in nutrition, I think I was actually still getting my degree. I, I ended up subbing it for a friend in a cooking class and just fell in love with teaching cooking. And I worked for the Washington Department of Health teaching young kids how to cook in an after-school program. And I saw what a difference it was just plopping a plate of new food down in front of a kid and they immediately put their nose up in the air and make faces between that and cooking with them. It was such a difference. I would bring all this food for, I remember making burritos with my five to six-year-olds, and the teachers could not get over how the kids were stuffing all the vegetables in their mouths while they were grating and they were cutting. And and then when they went to the burrito bar and they were making their final dish, they were putting everything in it because they had participated mm. in the actual preparation. And that was the, the beginning of it. And from then, I've been teaching for about 14 years, and the reason for the book was because I had parents begging me to write one. They kept telling me that they said, that well, you need to put this down on paper. This is so great. My kids eat so many more foods because of your classes. And, and that was that. I listened to them and I and went for it. Well, the title of your book, I, I don't think it's broad enough. The title of your book is Easy Meals to Cook with Kids. If I were to look at that title after looking at your book, I would say, Easy, terrific meals to cook with kids because it is terrific on so many levels. And let me just share with our listeners a little bit about your philosophy. First of all, your personal philosophy is absolutely beautiful. You write, and this is the intro for your story, you say, in my world, family is food and food is family. And you go on to describe how powerful it is to teach young people to cook because it has a ripple effect with far-reaching impact. And I believe, like you, that kids are open to nutritious foods. We just have to get them involved and get them to participate. And I looked at this book and I thought, you know, I don't even think this is just for kids. I think this is a terrific, easy cookbook for kids and adults. This isn't baby food. This is adult food with sophisticated tastes, but not a lot of effort to make it. It truly is easy and terrific. Thank you. Well, that that was the goal. I'm glad that it worked out. And I've I've actually had a, a, several customers buy the book who don't have kids, and they were like, they just were really excited. They're like, I, these the ingredients list looked easy. The you know the instructions were well laid out, and and that's my thing. Even though I've been teaching cooking a long time, I don't like to be have a fussy preparation in the kitchen. I like to go to one store, two max, get my ingredients, come home, make something delicious using fresh whole foods. And that's also the goal of the book is I've already had many families writing back that they're even simply making macaroni and cheese from scratch rather than doing it from a box. They're automatically getting 
nutrients from these whole foods and avoiding the processed ingredients. And exactly. Mm-hmm. I love the way you promote from scratch cooking. I think that by design, we have been trained to fear cooking and mm-hmm. and to, you know, oh, let's make it easy for you. Get this mix. And you look at the mix and you still maybe, I'm thinking of a cake mix, for example, right? Mm-hmm. You still have to add an egg or maybe even oil. Why don't you just make it from scratch? Yeah. You know, there are just a couple of ingredients. And we could save money during hard economic times. It's so much more inexpensive to cook from home from scratch. Yeah. I think that I I think that food TV has really altered the landscape of people's perception. I mean, there's a lot of factors, as you well know, but I think that has been a major contributor. I see in my cooking classes, people are like, "This is really, this is easy." They're like, "This is actually easy," even though I they'd already knew that they came into the class because of the marketing, it was easy. But they really, until they do it, they're like, "I, I can." They look up and they go, "I can do this," and I'm like, yeah. "Of course you can." So I think that in such a Fussy gourmet food's been on the scene the last ten years, which is fun and it's wonderful to go out to a really fancy restaurant and have a gourmet meal. But I think, especially with now post recession and families struggling to make ends meet, bringing back scratch cooking, especially with the young people, is is the direction I I think we all need to head. Well, I think you make a very good point. As you have a list of benefits for including children in meal preparation, and I would like to go through these because I think that they bear repeating many times. Absolutely, this idea that preparing meals together can be part of quality time as a family, mm-hmm. washing dishes together, just the fact that you're forced to be in the same room together, mm-hmm. sort of like taking a car trip. You're in the same room mm-hmm. together. You're sharing the space, and things are going to come up that wouldn't have come up if you went through a drive through and ate on the run. Right. So, right, and especially with the computers and the DS and the, you know, everybody's looking at a computer screen for so much of the day, including the kids, and that's just not possible when you're in the kitchen. And beyond the nutrition and the life skill. I think it's so important to get kids talking to their parents. And I know everybody's so busy these days that sometimes that just doesn't happen as much. But as you saw in the book, I mentioned that as kids get into the adolescent and teen years, working side by side and and without making eye contact necessarily is really crucial for adolescents. They, They get really uncomfortable at that age, and cooking in the kitchen is a great way to converse and make sure everybody stays in touch and and give some oppor- kids an opportunity to just talk about their day, which, you know, as, as a mom yourself, you know how important that is for kids to have that space. Absolutely. And, you know, as a mom, I remember telling my children from the get-go, you've got to learn how to cook because if you don't, you won't know how to feed yourself and you will be dependent on another person to do it for you mm-hmm. and they're not going to do it as well usually unless they get hooked up with you. <laughs> <laughs> So I I like your point that you make, that the earlier children learn how to cook, the sooner they will learn an essential life skill. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Interestingly, now the book's been out in the market a few months, I'm getting feedback. A lot of parents are really, especially my peers that have small children, I'm getting a lot of feedback with people that are just excited to have information on how to incorporate their little ones around three. Mm-hmm. It, the book goes as young as two years old, which includes instructions that how to include two-year-olds and up um, in each recipe. But the three-year-old ages, they're just so excited to be in the kitchen, whereas the older kids, they've either decided they like to be in the kitchen or not, whereas I find that with the toddler age group, 
from the pre-K, they, they attend up. It's an art project for them. And the parents are just so excited to, ha- like, have guidelines, and I have a lot of safety, you know, tips on what they sh- can do and what, what's, you know, a good good idea to have the wait till they're older and things like that. And it's just been such a so gratifying to ha- get that information back from the parents that they're just thrilled that they know what to do with their little ones in the kitchen now. Yeah, I love that because I think that is a big issue that comes up. You know, what is safe? What is appropriate? Mm-hmm. My child is seven or my child is three. Mm-hmm. What are appropriate things that they can be doing in the kitchen? So you've got these broken down by age groups. Um, what can we tell a parent, say, of a toddler? What can a toddler do? Well, toddlers can do a lot, and they're, they get really into it. And as I mentioned in the book, they don't mind doing something that annoys us. If you have them sit and pick basil leaves off, which, <laughs> you know, is a pretty time-consuming task if you're trying to get them off the stems. Right. Um, they'll sit and do that and focus on it, and they are actually quite efficient. They'll put them in piles. They're, they're, very, they're developing their motor skills, so it's also good for their overall development. But it's really amazing how they'll do, I mean, they love anything with the whisk. They love using the um, rolling pin. They love mashing. The only thing I don't really recommend is using the grater on their own. They have to have an adult right next to them because that's the peeler and the grater are the two things that cause accidents the most. But most of my classes, I use plastic knives with that age group. They, they cut through most vegetables, mm-hmm. and the if the, if they do hit the skin. It's a very, very minor issue. It's the kids don't even really bat an eyelash, so it's a very safe tool. And they, and the kids get the two, the two threes. I've been teaching them for a long time, and they're they get really excited about. I mean, all the age groups do, but it's really amazing to see parents how surprised they are that such young children how much they can accomplish in the kitchen. Well, you know, and truth be known, Julie, I find that I have a problem with the grater, too. Exactly. I have to be really careful not to get my knuckles in there. Exactly. I mean, these are all common things, and they actually, kids are so, such sponges, especially my tweens and teens, the older kids as well. I, if I teach them how to use a knife, which I do, the tens and older, I allow to use a chef's knife, and they have to learn all the proper safety requirements. But they pick up how to mince and chiffonade and do all the very fine knife skills very quickly. So that's why it's, I think just getting the, them in the kitchen is young. My twos, I teach them how to break eggs. And mm. it's shocking how quickly they get really good at it and they don't even create a mess. The oh, parents just can't get over it. They just are amazed. But we have to remember they can learn a language within weeks. Yes. And, it's, you know, adults, as much as we are efficient at a lot of things, picking up new skills is, is, is much easier for kids. I love the way you said that about learning a language. There is a whole language around food and cooking, all of the special and fancy terms. And to have a child understand and broaden their vocabulary about yeah. food and cooking, I think is fantastic. In fact, you have uh, one of your benefits is, you know, what else do they learn? And you have science, language, counting, fractions, budgeting, weighing. Tell me some stories about... I'm sure you've witnessed children transformed from cooking. Yeah. Tell me about I, their learning. I mean, I've had oh, I have so many. I mean, I have had m- many parents bring in their kids to my classes, specifically because their kids are, quote-unquote, picky eaters. <clears throat> you know, they're, they're, right. their format. And the place I worked in in New York, it, 
for five years, I was the director of the culinary arts program at the JCC on the Upper West Side. And so I had those kids for four or five months every week. So I really had an opportunity to see their growth, which was wonderful. And if they signed on for the second semester of the year, I, I had them for the whole school year. And it was amazing to me how labeling is so, we have to be so careful about that. We have, I had many parents bring in, especially the top, my two threes, and the parents say, oh, they, they don't like that, they don't like that. I said, how do they, I said, they're only three, or they're only seven. I said, their palates are still maturing. And, and I said, let's, let's try to stay away from that kind of language and, and already signing them for life that they're a picky eater. And, the, you know, usually the parents, if they went with it, they're like, okay, that's what I want to get away from. So, I, I mean, I'm trying to think of any specific. There was one little girl, Elena, who's just wonderful. And her, she had a very small repertoire of foods that she ate. And we just, I had a very small class. It was She was a little bit older. She, I think she was 9 or 10 when I had her. And so that was pretty old to be eating as few foods as she did. And her mom just could not get over how excited she was to try new foods after taking the cooking class and how it, all of a sudden it becomes cool in cooking class to be open-minded about food. Mm-hmm. And that's what I think is the most powerful thing. It's not just it's peer influence and it's fun. And then all of a sudden they kind of, especially as they start to get into the eight and older and they're really affected by their environment, is when they start to realize, oh, it's kind of like chef and fancy restaurant and culinary to to not be the picky eater anymore. Mm-hmm. So that's the movement I want to head towards is is getting kids' palates so sophisticated that they don't reach for Doritos anymore. They don't see that as real food. Mm-hmm. If you're just joining us, we are speaking with Julie Negrin, who is a nutritionist and a cooking instructor and the author of a terrific new book called Easy Meals to Cook with Kids. And I actually, in your next edition, I, I really want to change this title to Easy and Terrific Meals to Cook with Kids. <laughs> and and could we also maybe put adults in the parentheses? Right? Because when I looked at these recipes and, and you know dealing with with consumers and clients, I find that there is a reluctance and a fear of cooking because it's been sort of bred out of us. When women went through this period of getting back into the workforce, and it almost seemed like cooking was seen as, oh, I don't know, not uh, professional work, you know. It was seen as like being equal to cleaning the house. It was housework. But really, cooking is one of the most important things that we do for our loved ones. It's true. It's true. And I think the thing that the component I also want to bring up, too, that we're talking about family and sharing is how, and then how you taught your kids that, you know, no one else is going to cook for you quite like yourself, is that the, the love that comes in eating our, mm-hmm. our loved ones' foods. Mm-hmm. That's why friends that over the years, everyone can probably think of, one friend who loved their mother's soup, and then you go over and you eat it, and you're like, it's not quite the way they described it. <laughs> but we love our family members' food because the, there is truly that, that energetic component to food, I believe. I agree. And I think, that, I think that's what's wrong with our country. I think that we're eating food that doesn't... When we're not eating food by peop, made by people that, we, that love us or food that we've nurtured ourselves with, I think that it's... a component of why we're kind of so obsessed with food these days. Mm-hmm. Hungry for something that we can't really identify. Exactly. But, you know, I think that that hunger also explains this surge of popularity in farmer's markets. It's starting to get us connected to our food again in terms of we put a face on those 
products that we buy at the farmer's market. They, they become part of a bigger story. And you're so right about the food that is made with love. If, you know, I'm predominantly the food preparer in my home, but when somebody cooks a meal for me, mm-hmm. it's magical. It's, mm-hmm. it, it shows that that person really cares enough about me to take the time to make food for me. Yeah, I mean, there's something to be said of that homemade chicken soup when we have a cold. It's not quite the same when you go and pick it up at the grocery store. No, it's not. You know, another benefit that you list is spending time in the kitchen gives children confidence. Talk about that. Well, that's, I mean, I I can't even reiterate this enough. I have kids come in who are considered the rambunctious one, let's use that term, um, maybe don't not very well behaved. Um, I have kids who come in who are extremely shy. I have kids who come in and who you know just the class clown. Every kind of kid I've seen over over my 14 years of teaching. And the one thing that I love about teaching cooking is that every kid can do it, and every kid can excel at it. I I, I even worked with special needs, and I love working with that population because. It didn't. Enough, the cooking can be taught to anyone—a two-year-old, special needs, a nine-year-old that's never stepped in a kitchen. Everyone can learn the skill, and they—I love watching the, their faces and their their shoulders kind of going, standing up stronger by the end of class. And I'm like, "Look what you did! You created this. You made something that you can eat and you can serve your family." I have kids who loved their food, who weren't picky eaters at all, who refused to eat their food in class because they wanted to take it home and give to their family because they got so much accolades and response and happiness from their family when they bring home this food they made that they didn't want to touch it. And I'd have to sometimes encourage them to take a bite because, you know, I wanted them to have a little bit. And they're like, no, no, this is for my mom and dad and my sister. And they were so proud. And it's just such such a gratifying thing to watch them grow in a way that's outside of school and teaching them that they can do something for themselves and for others. Mm. That's a beautiful story, Julie. Thank you. Now, um, I think we've motivated our listeners to want to get their children involved in the kitchen. How do we get started? Well, I tell, as I suggest in the book, I always recommend that people pick a time when everybody's calm and relaxed. I don't recommend a Thursday night evening when everyone's exhausted from the week and it's 5.30 and you're opening up the book. <laughs> I recommend um, picking maybe a Sunday when everybody's kind of gotten some sleep and is well-rested and had you know a meal already in the day so nobody's starving. And I also recommend having some extra help in the kitchen, especially if it's parents who are a little uncomfortable in co- with cooking because I talk to a lot of parents who are new to cooking. And I advise them to have a, have a sitter come over, have grandma come over, have you know, their sister, sister-in-law, or uncle of the kids, whoever's willing to jump on board, and get the kids on board by having them. The reason why I did the rest, I had every recipe with a photo, was um, a dear friend of mine who has three little girls who she's cooked with forever. Said the way she cooked with them was that she opened up a cookbook with photos, and the kids would p- find a photo and they'd point to it and say, "I want to make that." Mm-hmm. And that was the decision why I did a. a you know, color photo book, which isn't so easy these days because I really, kids are so visual and I think adults are too. And then so the kids can just simply pick out a recipe. I think it's important for them to also 
get educated about how to shop. So it's nice to take kids when everybody's also well-fed and it's not a frantic grocery shopping trip. Farmer's market if you have one in the area. And pick out a couple ingredients. And I think having the kids, the reason why a lot of my recipes, too, are versatile, for example, the quinoa or the couscous, the burritos, you can put pretty much anything in those so that you can use up old vegetables in your fridge or you can go and pick out new exciting ones at the farmer's market and having the kids participate in the planning and then just making sure that there's enough time in the kitchen so that nobody's feeling stressed out and creating a... The most important thing is that it's a positive first experience for everyone because you want those kids to get excited to do it again. It's very interesting that you include a color photo with each recipe so kids can go through and see the picture and say, I want to make that. So I have a daughter who is a college graduate who has asked for a compilation of recipes that we've made you know, during her years growing up, mm-hmm. and she asked for this specific thing that you provide in this book. She said, I want a photo and I want a recipe. Mm-hmm. And so there must be some sort of... Not only looking through it, it kind of makes you hungry when you see the food all prepared, but I think it's also an education. It's like, oh, okay, this is what it's supposed to look like when it's all exactly. finished. And exactly. so many so many cookbooks do not have that, and you wonder, what is this going to turn out to be like? It's so true. And even you and I who are comfortable in the kitchen, I feel that way when I look through. I'm yes. Like, oh, it's something I haven't made before. I'm not quite sure what the author's thinking, you know. Right. And... I did my own food photography, and I am not a professional food photographer. Well, your photos are fabulous. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I worked very hard on them. But the nice thing is that parents have told me that they, they're glad that they don't look super polished. They, I mean, everyone's been saying the photos look great, but I know that they weren't created by a three food stylists. So the money the parents and the kids have actually said that they, it makes them feel more comfortable. They're like, I know that it's supposed to look like this. And I, they go, I feel like I can actually do this. And I'm like, that's exactly what the goal was. So I think, th- and I do think that it's important to have that, that component. I think that these days people aren't sure. It's, you don't, you're not cooking with your grandma anymore or learning how to cook with your mother-in-law after you, know, you get married at, at 20 years old. It's, people are picking this kind of skill up at any given time. So the visuals are so important. Yeah, you know, it's interesting that you mentioned that you didn't have a staff of all these food stylists. When I looked at your book, I thought, this has a really homey feel to it, and I really couldn't put my finger on it. <laughs> but it, I, well, that's why. <laughs> that's why. No, it's, it's just lovely. It's like oh, a family album, you know, with recipes and and photographs to help us along the way. So I want to start talking about some of these recipes. And one of the things that you say here that I just love about, you know, what children learn, they learn about other cultures. Mm-hmm. And I, one of the, the, at the elementary school that my children went to that I will be forever grateful for, I think the thing that was so wonderful about it was that it was multicultural. Okay. And we would have potlucks and different families would bring their own cultural foods I think what it did was it taught children that we are more alike than we are different. Absolutely. And more accepting. And I think that's the beauty of teaching children about other cultures' foods. Is we learn, gosh, this is so similar to another recipe in a different culture. So, yeah. so let's talk about some of these. Of course, you've got Italian fare, which is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And you've got uh, delightful Latin dishes. 
And I couldn't get my eyes away from that tropical mango salsa <laughs> and, and, black, <laughs> and black bean burgers. That, that sort of jumped off the page. Are there any recipes that you find consistently? Children not only love making them, but they repeatedly come back to you and say, this is delicious. Yes, the, the, my, the banana ice cream, the heavenly banana ice cream is one of the star favorites, and it's so easy to do. All you have to do is peel bananas, put them in a Ziploc, freeze them, and then you can use a blender. I prefer the food processor with frozen bananas because they're kind of tough to puree. And you can use any liquid. You can use apple juice. You can use milk. You can use almond milk if you have lactose issues in the house. And that's it. That's the whole thing. And I would make it in class all the time as as a time filler and just a way to end class on a positive note. And the kids never get tired of it. I had one parent who made it with her daughter every single night. That was their little treat. And it's such a guilt-free indulgence, and it takes literally minutes. So that's that's a hot one. Or cold, if you'd like to. Yeah, right. The, bla- the black bean and corn salad and the black bean burgers are two of also my star hits. Well, you've got Latin, Italian, Asian, Mediterranean, and then a whole chapter on delectable desserts, which I think was a very smart move. Oh, good. <laughs> well, Everybody it, likes the sweets. Everybody likes the sweets. Well, and that's just by human nature. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. we d- we try to make ourselves feel badly for, you know, feeling absolutely normal, right? Yeah. No, yeah. And these are, I think, I, my goal is to have people eating whole foods, you know, meals made from actual food that was grown or raised by farmers who care about them, preferably, hopefully, and and get away from the processed ingredients and, and scratch cooking You know, as I tell people who were surprised I have brownies with butter in my book, I said, that's not what's causing the obesity epidemic. Right. Homemade baked goods is not the culprit. Right. We we would be better off if people have that as their treat rather than the high fructose corn syrup beverages and the, you know, baked goods with the trans fats and everything else. And that's that's the fun of having, um, knowing how to cook is to make your favorite treats at home, I think. Julie, we just have a minute left. Mm-hmm. Do you want to leave our listeners with a charge or just a, a send-off message? Yes. I think even if you're an accomplished cook or an, someone who's scared to get in the kitchen, just give it a go cooking with a small child in your life, whoever that child is, your neighbor, your niece, your grandkids. It, it really will make a difference in the way they approach food for the rest of their lives. It's mm. very good advice. Julie, I want to thank you for writing Easy Meals to Cook with Kids. Thank and I'm going to add Easy Terrific Meals to Cook with Kids and <laughs> I Adults. I like that new title. Thank I you. love it. It's a fabulous book, and it's it's beyond a cookbook. It really helps children get reconnected with the food that nourishes them. And I love the way you describe that food is indeed love and it's caring. And you're, the children that you work with, clearly prove that every with every class you teach. Well, thank you. I'm so glad that I got to do this interview and that you you saw the, the meaning and the intention behind the book. It's really wonderful. I want to thank Julie for being my guest today, and I want to thank our listeners for joining us and just remind everyone that Food Sleuth Radio is produced at KOPN Studios in beautiful downtown Columbia, Missouri. Thank you, Julie, and thank you for easy meals to cook with kids. Thanks, Melinda.